Hi, we're at NAB 2019. This is Serena Catania with OWC Radio, the new creative club. And I'm with John Tierney. He's got a great title. <laughs> you are the founder of Digital Anarchy, yep. the president. And I love your title of Chief Executive Anarchist. Yep. That's kind of cool. I, am. I mean, we're creative. We like anarchy, right? Yes. Where do well, we, where we, do get, we get anarchy whether we like it or not, especially <laughs> at NAB. Yeah, always a lot of anarchy. We're, we're anarchy. Everybody's anarchist. Let's go back a little bit because I want people to know you as a person. How did sure. you get started? Where did you? Where were you raised? And how did did you get started with technology? Uh, I don't know. Where did Where did I start? So I, I, started, I want him to tell us all his secrets. Okay. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> secrets are good. Secrets are good. Um, you know, I started off life as a graphic designer. Um, oh. And uh, got hired on as a QA person at uh, MetaTools, which you might remember with Kai's Power Tools and Bryce and some of that stuff. Uh, and started working on file effects way back in 1995, and uh, you know, which is the After Effects plugin set. And um, you know, did that for a couple of years. Worked on uh, a couple other companies that did After Effects plugins, and then came up to San Francisco for the whole .dot com craziness. And then that imploded, and uh, I started Digital Anarchy after that. When did you start Digital Anarchy? Uh, we started in 2001. Oh, my goodness. It's been that so long. So it's been a long time. <laughs> it's been a long time. I actually remember that. So talk to us about some of the products that you have developed over the years, and, and then we'll move into what's new. So what yeah. are some of your legacy uh, software solutions? Well, I mean, the first product we ever released was uh, Text Anarchy which was a uh, particle system for generating text. Um, and, uh, you know, that was kind of, you know, the, it could do the matrix kind of text thing, but you can also do a lot of other, like, text effects with it. It was basically, I mean, we started off doing motion graphic tools, um, very After Effects-centric. Um, you know, there was also uh, Tsunami, which was for generating realistic water. And this is all back 2001, 2002, 2003. Um, we did the first kind of script product that I, I think, uh, 3D Assistance, which was, as far as I knew, the first um, script-based uh, plugin. Because up to that point, they were all just C++ things, and this was using the, um, the uh, Keyframe Assistant API in After Effects uh, before there was... Now there's scripts for, like, everything, but... Um, back in 2003, there was not. Um, and, uh, yeah, and then in 2008, I guess, we sold most of the video stuff off to Red Giant. So a lot of those products still exist as Red Giant products. And uh, then we did Photoshop things for a while, and that didn't go so well. So we went <laughs> back to doing video things, and that's gone great. So here so, we are. So tell us what you're working on now. Yeah, so the most recent product is uh, Transcriptive, um, which is you know a panel that's integrated into Premiere and allows you to pull in uh, AI transcripts. Uh, we've just added the ability to get human transcripts in. Um, you know, because it's integrated into Premiere, there's a lot of interoperability with other aspects of Premiere. Um, you know, every word has time code, so every word is clickable. Can open up sequences. Um, you know, the clips right within the in the source panel within Premiere. So it's just really nicely integrated. Uh, we just launched transcriptive.com, which is a web-based version of it. So again, if you know, a 
editor wants to have a producer or client or assistant editor edit the transcript, clean it up or whatever, um, add comments. Uh, they can send it to somebody that does not have Premiere, so they can do all the editing, the commenting, all the other stuff within the web browser, and then send it back to the editor in uh, Premiere. So this is text editing? The uh, editing of the text or the editing of the media? Uh, it could be either or. I mean, like, it's mostly, right now it's mainly the text, but you know, pretty soon we'll have the ability to pull that into Premiere and create an assembly based on... Um, you know, whatever the, um, you know, either paper cut or uh, whatever they do in the web browser. So just lots of different ways of working with text within a video editing environment. Um, you know, so we're showing that off that, showing that off a lot. Uh, and then also we're releasing a new version of Flickr Free, which is our, uh, you know, great plugin for doing deflickering. Um, and we're, you know, optimizing that for GPUs. So the big complaint about Flickr Free is it's slow, so this should dramatically help uh, that situation out. And those are the, the new things we're talking about at the show. So who are most of your clients? Are they independent producers? Are they studios? Or uh, it's kind of a range. Who do you build this for? It's kind of a range. It's, uh, you know, mostly, I would say most of our clients are either freelancers or corporate video departments or... Um, you know, smaller studios, dock makers. Um, but, you know, we do sell into larger companies, Fox News, Disney, uh, NBC, you know, like the gamut. Yeah, as with most of the, you know, software industry for video, you know, the sexy part is, you know, Hollywood and feature films and broadcast television. But that really makes up you know, like 5% of the market. It's yeah, it's super very tiny. small, yeah. And so that's the sexy bit, and that's the stuff we like to talk about. But, you know, the, rea the reality is most of the people that are doing it are doing sales videos and stuff that's marketing content for YouTube and all that stuff. So, um, you know, that's predominantly, you know, it's a lot of people doing corporate work, commercials, that type of thing. I don't know. I don't even know how you do all of this. Do you have uh, software developers that work for you that are doing all this? Or are you doing the coding? I am essentially a product manager. Um, I'm the one that kind of comes up with the ideas. Um, I have enough understanding of the you know, development process that I can look around, see what um, you know, ideas or what interesting things are out there. And that you know, we have the core capabilities to actually do. Um, there's a lot of interesting things that we just don't have the, you know, core, core knowledge to do. But um, but there's a lot of things that are totally in our ballywick and you know works well. I think it's pretty awesome. You've got all these great ideas. Do you, do you also create content? Or I don't. How do you not come really. up with these ideas? Actually, uh, it's mostly listening to our customers and uh -huh. paying attention to forums and seeing what kind of problems people are running. I mean, I, I create some content. I mean, a little bit, but. You know, I'm not a video editor. Um, you know, like I said, I started off life as a graphic designer, but, you know, it's, and I still do that for DA a little bit, but, you know, that's obviously not my main job. Um, you know, we're a team of eight people at this point, so um, it's, you know, we have four people coding and four of us doing marketing and other related things. So. Where's the company based out of? We're in San Francisco. Oh, So we're awesome. up in the Bay Area. Oh, awesome. Yeah. So, 
So what do you do when you're not working with software developers and coders and other marketing people? I heard a rumor that you like to go to Burning Man. Yeah, so that's something I've been doing <laughs> for 18 years. Uh, yeah, so and that's still a cool, interesting place to go, despite some of the rumors you might or might not have heard. Oh, I have a lot of friends who go, and they oh, keep yeah. saying, you have to go, you have to go, and I just, yeah. I'm just i always out of the country during Burning Man. I don't know why. It just doesn't, uh, the timing has well, never I, been I, right. I definitely have a habit of going to Burning Man and then leaving for IBC three days later. Oh, my gosh. Are you crazy? <laughs> Jim? How well, do you, you know, do that? Amsterdam, Black Rock <laughs> City, it's kind of the same thing. Yeah, you know? well, that's that's a little bit <laughs> there's, true. There's, but there's how do you get the sand off of you? I mean, that, you know. <laughs> uh, you know, it's, it's not so too bad. So do you actually do art installations or are you bicycling I don't, you know, I don't, looking? I don't. Um, I volunteered for the art department for a long time. Uh-huh. So there's a department called the Artery, which is the department that helps all the artists build their stuff. So if you need forklifts or crane or propane or firewood or whatever uh, we help manage those resources for the artists and um, you know so I did that I volunteered doing that for 12 years and I also do a um, audio art tour for them and so it's kind of like a docent led art tour that you can download from the Burning Man website you can download it before you go out there you can listen to it on your drive up um, and listen to it out there if you want more information about like what the hell is this crazy thing that I'm looking at? Okay, but aren't they building new things every year? So how do you do an art? Well, tour? sure, but like so, like so, Burning Man funds, uh, you know, they spend a million or two bu- million dollars like funding art that people bring out there, right? And so people have to apply for okay. grants for that, and so we know, you know, six to eight months beforehand what we're going to fund, and not me, but Burning Man. Um, and uh, so that's what I do the tour for the honorarium pieces, not because a lot, a lot of the stuff people just randomly bring out there. And um, obviously we have no idea what that's all about. There's but some, I've heard about some pretty incredible stuff. Yeah. There's some. Like ma- last year, what would have been your favorite installation? Uh, last year was actually the second time in 18 years I missed it. Oh. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, so your so. favorite was uh, none. How about you? Uh, you know. <laughs> I don't know. What? Or like of all time. Is there like one that stands out that you looked at and you went, oh, my God, they created this in the middle of the desert. These people are well, nuts. A, I mean, there's so many of those. I mean, there's so many things that you're just like, you know, because you're two hours past civilization, you know, assuming yeah. that you think Reno is civilization. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't, yeah. I don't know. That That's kind of questionable. Go ahead. <laughs> well, anyway, so, you know, you're two hours past Reno in the middle of the desert. You can't just run to Home Depot to, like, get stuff exactly and a lot of this stuff is like major major structures right so um you know you gotta bring the resources you you need out there with you i mean it's a great community too because like a lot of times like if artists have problems other artists will like help them out or you know it's like oh hey i need a welder or i need like you know whatever i need um you know like i just had a whole bunch of two by fours like break i need like two by fours you know so there's a, it's just a really strong community that uh, it's just really helps everybody, each other People out. People trade. They trade stuff, right? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's one of the ethos around it. But that, that, it, it's, it's a gifting culture. It's not right. really so much trading. Okay. Um, it's really just there's no expectation of payment for the things you give. That's um, kind of nice, isn't it? 
Yeah, no, it's, I mean, it's a great, it's a great environment. You know, it's, it's just a fun, it's just fun the way people embrace it and how that manifests. And, you know, like all the art, you know, people spend like six months of their year, like building this stuff and they just bring it out there just to do it. You know, no one's making money off of it. It's just, I want to build this crazy, amazing thing. Um, you know, I want to build this like three-story wooden structure and then I want to burn it at the end of the week um you know so it's it's fairly spectacular the the art that gets brought out there and just realize how much work goes into that yeah um and then you know just because you can but there's kind of it's funny i'm sitting here and i'm thinking about the uh, the parallel between what you do as a developer and Burning Man, in a way, the art that's made for Burning Man, because what you do, you're constantly having to burn it when a new technology comes in, right? So it's almost like you're starting from scratch. Yeah. That may be a silly connection, but I'm... I'm I mean, I would say the, the stronger connection is actually, you know, me volunteering for the art department and helping other people to create art. And, I mean, that's what, that's what, you that's do what with we do company. with Digital Anarchy. It's like, yeah. you know, we create tools for artists right. to make... You know, their lives easier to make it easier yeah. to do to solve problems so it's like you know if you've got like a shot at a wedding that like you didn't realize there were led lights behind the bride and like suddenly you've got all this flicker going on um you know it's like that's not something you can just go reshoot nope um so nope. you know it's 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 nice to be able to help people like you know do what they do um you know like i'm I'm an okay photographer. I'm an okay graphic designer. I, I have no business, like, you know, being a video editor. But, uh, you know, I can muddle my way through. But but I love, like, helping other people, like, make better art. So it's um, that's definitely, uh, you know, one of the bits behind Digital Anarchy and, and the products we make. That's awesome. So why did you choose Premiere Pro as a platform for transcriptive? Uh, because at the time, they were really the only platform that had an HTML interface. Mm -hmm. And so we could actually build a web app within Premiere. Mm -hmm. um, and that just gives us all this great, nice integration. Mm -hmm. um, you know, since then, there's, you know, FCP has added workflow extensions, which is not exactly the same thing, but has some of the same capabilities. Uh, I think... Resolve just announced they have some sort of HTML thing. Um, so, you know, we're, we'll, we'll look at other video editors and see if, you know, there's a way we can do what we did with Premiere uh, in those editing programs. Um, so, you know, it's... How do you feel about the struggle between, uh, well, the ongoing conversation about should I go with Avid, should I go with Premiere, should I go with Final Cut... Are you kind of tired of that conversation, or is it going to continue? Well, I mean, that's the, the conversation that's been going on for like twenty years, however many years. I know <laughs> like, since I started in the industry, it's like yeah. people have been arguing with that, and yeah. like you know, they're tools, right? I mean, who cares? I yeah. mean, if you find one exactly. that you like using, yeah. you know, they're all capable. Um, some do some things a little bit better than others, but um, you know, just depending on exactly the type of work you do, one's maybe a little bit better, but you know, at the end of the day, it's like whatever you learn, you know, whatever you know well, you know, it's like the Mac Windows argument. It's like... Yeah, it's a language. It's it's a language. You it's know, a you know, with the Mac, you know all the little workarounds, all the little gotchas. 
And then you switch the windows. You don't know any of that stuff. And it's like, oh, my God, this is horrible. <laughs> that's true. And I was like, oh my God. yeah, yeah that's maybe. True. But if you spend the same amount of time learning Windows that you did Mac, you'd have a similar You'd get experience. it. You'd get it. Which is not to say Windows is better than Mac. They're both great. It's just and different. We, we developed for both of them. They're both fabulous. I, I love them, and I hate them at the same time. So. <laughs> So you're here at NAB. Have you had a chance to walk around, or is there no, any this news is, this that is the you first, find? This is the first time I've gotten out of South Hall. Oh wow! And out of out of beyond just the walk from the entrance to my booth. So what's happening over at South Hall? I, well, you've been in the booth, so we don't I'm know in the booth. yet. I, yeah. Don't ask me. I don't know. There's. Yeah. Are you going to faster together tonight? Uh, I am not. I will. Well, I might. I might stop by briefly, but. I think it's going to be a historical evening. You know, after 18 years of the super meet. Yeah. Now, Faster Together, it's kind of a new incarnation. And Michael Horton is still hosting. So. Yeah, it's, it's kind of a LumaForge marketing event, though. You think? Oh, I don't know. Maybe. That's how, you know, yeah. like Super well, Me, Super Me was too. like this great, you know, like coming together of a bunch of user groups. Right. And it was like just this great community event. Um, and it just feels like that's shifted into just like LumaForge. You know what, though? I'm really grateful to them for carrying the torch because for so many years, Supermeat was so important to all of us. Yeah. You know? We're a community. And that's what this show's supposed to be about. The community yeah. and creativity and the marriage of what you do and your creative side with the people like me who are using it. Yeah. You know? Had I not had Beauty Box in those interstitial for Nat Geo <laughs> yeah. days in the middle of trying to get a one-hour network show delivered... I know it sounds like a small thing to you, but I'm not an, a full-time editor, yeah. and it helped me. You know, the the thing that you did with that software helped me get through making people look good when some of yeah. the interviews weren't necessarily filmed all that well. Well, so. you know, you, it, I mean, that's the great thing about Beauty Box is that you know most most people don't look good under video lighting at 4K on an. Oh yeah, screen. we were talking about that with Todd Fisher <laughs> this morning, and yeah. there's a big difference between. The old uh, glass and and these this new this new digital, but you know you have yeah. to move move forward, do something new. Yeah. But you know, it just it, it causes a lot of skin skin imperfections to pop out that you just don't see in real life. You know, it's like ah, it, you know, like <laughs> when you when you're passively viewing a television thing, you're like you 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 have the mental ability to like stare at the screen and go like, oh my god, that yeah, it's horrible. But yeah. Really, with you know, like when you're having a conversation, you know, it's like you're not staring at my face, like analyzing my pore structure. You know, you're hopefully listening to what I'm saying, absolutely, and you know, thinking about what you're yeah. going to say, and you know, all that. And it's like you just don't, you know, there's there's just a natural filter I think we have when we're talking to people that just isn't there when you see something on the screen, yeah, especially under bright video lights in absolutely. 4K on the 70 inch screen. So Beauty Box, I mean, that's... It we, came in handy. <laughs> it, it comes in handy. Thank it, you. <laughs> especially as these resolutions keep going up. And we're like, keep doing it. Yeah, 8K, keep 16K, doing it. Right on. Wow. So transcriptive and flicker-free and Beauty Box and Samurai Sharpen and yep. all this other stuff. This is great. You've been doing really good work. Thank you for taking the time to yeah, sure. walk over here. I really appreciate oh, it. Yeah. It's nice to Thanks see you. Thanks for getting me out of South Hall. That was there great. There you go. You're welcome anytime. <laughs> yep. 
So this is Serena Catania with OWC Radio Creative Club. I'm here at NAB 2019 with Jim Tierney of Digital Anarchy. Thank you for your time. And remember what I always tell you guys, get up off your chair and go do something wonderful today. Bye. Thanks, Serena. Thank you.